treat Steph and Kate from Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. It is a freezing cold Canadian day over here. Um, So me and Kate are going to spice up our day by chatting with you about something, you know, taboo, out of the box, Mm -hmm. not always comfortable to talk about. A little controversial. Yep. Today we're going to talk about period sex. (laughs) We did post in our groups and got some feedback there. And just from having conversations with people too. And then we've done some research as well so that we can bring all the different facts to you. But it's something that people don't really like to talk about or admit that they do. Although I think it's getting a little bit easier. Yeah, I find too, like more women are open to it as opposed to their male partners. Yes, that's Um, what we did find in our poll and our research. Like women and women also obviously have sexual relations together, but we're talking about, I feel like actual intercourse in this episode. So therefore it would technically be between a man and a woman. I mean, you could use other things and yeah. a lesbian couple or two, two women, you know, having relations. And um, so we're just going to kind of talk about all of it. Mm-hmm. So most people we asked, or most women are totally down for it. I think we had a couple of women say that there's no way that they would ever even thinking about doing it because it's dirty and disgusting. And like, why would anybody ever think that? Yeah. And maybe like day one, day two, it's not as appealing um, when things are like really, you know, hot yeah. and heavy, lots of action going on, lots of cramping, things like that. But there are a lot of really cool benefits to having sex on your period for a female. Yeah. Well, one, like lubrication, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a slip and slide up in there. (laughs) You don't need anything extra. That's for sure. Um, But also, like, your hormones during your period are so high. Like, you're really turned on during your period. Yeah, it's almost not fair. It's like God or whoever created us, the universe, science was like, we're going to make women want sex the most when they're ovulating and can have babies or when they're menstruating and it'll be a hot mess. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the two times of the month that our hormones are the highest, which means obviously we're more ready to go. Yeah, we want the most then. Yeah, it's like who invented that? Like obviously men invented women. (laughs) (laughs) Like it had to have been a man. Because <laughs> I think a lot of men are turned off or are grossed out by period sex. So they wouldn't necessarily have created that. Well, no, but there has to be like creation, right? And so you have to like make the thing, birth the thing, carry the thing, mm-hmm. all the things that come into it. They were probably like, ah, you know what? If like one week out of every three to four, they're not going to be operatable that's fine by me. Like as long as I don't have to do any of like the heavy lifting and the hard work, (laughs) (laughs) but it does have a lot of like really cool benefits. Like if you are someone who gets really bad cramping, Mm -hmm. when you do have your menstrual cycle, having sex or getting turned on can actually really benefit those cramps because it contracts the uterus, but in a different way. So it actually kind of helps it to like relax. Yeah. So it will stop the cramping. 
Yeah, it help, It also helps to like move along your period by having those like uterine contractions. It helps get rid of like the lining and all yep. the stuff that's in there and kind of lets it come out a bit quicker, which also, again, gives you relief from your period cramps because the less stuff that's in there, the less you're going to cramp. Yep. I've definitely heard it referred to as like cleaning you out. Yeah. Like if you are sexually active during your period, it's like scientifically proven your period will be shorter and less Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Um, It also sex releases like chemicals and good endorphins. So if you're moody and you have PMS and you're not feeling good, those good happy endorphins help to kind of balance out the, you know, the moodiness that comes for some people with their menstrual cycle. Yeah. I think that's a big, big benefit. And if people are also like, I think depression is something that sometimes comes along with your period as well. And so that will help you boost out of that, but bring you out of those. I know sometimes I feel in my period, like, especially the first couple of days, like sad or like cry at silly commercials or whatever. Right. So. Yeah. I can generally always tell the day before because I'll just like cry for no reason, or I'll find myself like, grinding my teeth and being really frustrated and I just want to like snap at everything. It's like the days where I come in the house and I just start cleaning. Just don't talk to me. Right. I'm very aware it's coming. (laughs) So yeah, it can definitely help to increase those happy hormones in your body, balance out some of the PMS um, on any given day, really. It doesn't have to be just when you're menstruating. No, I think the problem is that people think it's dirty. Right. Like if they knew all the benefits, I'd be fine. But it's like the dirtiness that really holds people off. But I mean, really, is sex ever really clean? No, I think it's just the fact that it's like blood and blood is taboo and blood is associated with like pain and cuts and murder and death and Mm -hmm. horror. So it's hard to kind of. I mean, I could see from a other person's perspective being like oh my god it's a bloody mess you know what I mean it looks like a horror scene a crime scene um but I think that's what like black towels are for you could have sex in the shower so it's not something that's like yeah all over the place Uh, but then there's some people who just like they really don't care um they love it I know we had a few awesome stories in our group yeah about like murder scenes on the wall which is kind of super awesome. So thank you for being so open, our listeners and our group. Um, You definitely made a lot of people's days with your comments. I know I got some DMs from people being like, "Uh, I saw a conversation in the group and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's a non-judgment shareable group of your experiences and your opinions. So we welcome them all. You know, some people were like, I would, but my boyfriend would never. (laughs) So I was actually just looking at all the comments in the group. And the one was saying squirt mixed with period blood looks like a crime scene. Laugh my ass off. There's legit a handprint slashes on my boyfriend's wall one morning. Could have probably framed him for murder. Laugh my ass off. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, like all things, there's some people who really like partake. It's not taboo. It's something they're totally comfortable with. Um, They can even joke about it and share it with us in our group. And then there's other people who are like, meh, it's not for me. 
you know, I don't think we had too many people in our group who said it wasn't for them, though. Actually, every single person who responded was a woman. And every single person said yes, that they would do it. Yeah, I feel like it's more the men who are terrified. Two that said they wouldn't. One woman said no oral. Oh, yeah. Um, Unless you're a cannibal. (laughs) She said uh, no oral. But with a man, yes, she would. With a woman, whichever one is on the period is giving. And if we are synced, then it's a bloody mess. But still no oral because I'm not a vampire. And this is a general thought, not a rule. So there's always room for change. (laughs) Oh, God, I love our listeners. Yeah. Just for being so honest. Um, Alleviating cramps with it and how it depends on how moody they are. But every woman in that group said, yes, yes, I would do. But my boyfriend won't or my partner won't. Some of them said, yes, my partner will. I feel like, too, it's just because we're, like, used to periods. Like, the average woman has, like, how many in a lifetime? I don't know, 12 times, like... Five million years. 30, you know? It feels (laughs) like a lifetime. But it's it's a lot. Like, yeah. So I think we just kind of get accustomed to it and used to it, and it ain't a thing. But for men, it's like, they, you know, how could they understand? Like, I'm still sure there's a lot of men out there whose minds are like completely boggled that we live after these events. <laughs> uh, this one says that the average woman will have 450 periods, which equates to around 10 years of being on your period or 3,500 days. Wow. So we spend that much time menstruating. So that's a lot of time to give up not having sex. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like too, maybe like a lot of couples, like, I don't know how you even broach the subject or you get into it. I feel like a lot of times it probably just happens. I mean, I know if you, if you, I mean, if you get 10 years of periods, odds are you've been having sex with somebody at some point and got your period during the act, which I find, I mean, I don't know, you would hope that your partner would still finish. (laughs) And not be like, ew, you're so gross. But I guess that depends on like maturity, age, openness. It might also be scary though, if you think about it. If you're having sex with your partner, you don't know they're going to get their period. And all of a sudden there's blood. Did I hurt you? Have I torn you? Have I, what's going on? Are you hemorrhaging? Right? Like all these thoughts that would go through somebody's head if they weren't aware that their partner was going to get their period soon. Yeah. And I mean, in one like one good thing about like having sex on your period is the odds that you're going to get pregnant are like super, super low. Yes. Um, so if it's a time that you want, if you're not on contraceptions and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're with a safe tested, good partner. Um, it's a time to do things, you know, maybe less, I don't want to say less safe, but like maybe you don't have to wear a condom that day. It's like a win-win for two people. <laughs> If you're with a long-term partner, it's fine, right? But um, it is still possible to get pregnant on your period. I'm just throwing that out there. It's not likely, but depending on when you ovulate, some people ovulate twice in a month. Like our ovulation cycles can be totally on point or totally off point. 
and sperm can stay alive for almost like most likely it's like 24 to 72 hours in your body, but it can stay alive up to seven, seven days, which is crazy now. That's insane. Like who swims for seven days? <laughs> really, really determines sperms. I also read that um, if you have a shorter period cycle, like if yours isn't the actual 28 days, like it's supposed to be that you have a higher chance of getting pregnant on your period. Okay. But it's still only like 2% or something like tiny. Yeah. It's a small percentage of people. Like I know one girl who like double ovulates. Mm-hmm. So she'll ovulate right after her period, but then she'll also ovulate at like the normal, mm-hmm. quote unquote, normal time to ovulate during your cycle. Yep. So she's just like extremely fertile. Like there really isn't much time in her site, like her 28 day cycle where she can't get pregnant. Yeah. So. I think she knows that. Yeah. Well, she does, but like, I also feel like she, um, I mean, she only got one kid, so that's a good thing. But I feel like she probably, like, it probably doesn't help her sex life much because then you either have to then be on, like, a really heavy-duty birth control, make sure you're really using condoms, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no real room for error in her method of birth control, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, Unless she wants to have, like, a bajillion kids. (laughs) And I think also, like, when you ovulate like that, your possibility of twins is a lot higher. Mm. And, like, I don't know. I know some people, like, die for twins and, like, they wish for twins. But, like, that would be my worst nightmare. Like, I don't even want to get pregnant ever (laughs) just because that's my own personal choice. Yeah. And to find out, like, it's two of them, I don't even know what I would do. I would probably start looking for somebody that I really trusted to take one. (laughs) Like I would obviously keep the first one because it's the smartest. It made its way out first. Um, it's a leader, you know, they take charge. Um, and then when, whenever the second one comes out, somebody else could take it off my hands. <laughs> Wouldn't actually feel that way once you had the baby. Just oh, then. no, I know. It's a long running joke in my family that if I ever did get pregnant, my aunt was going to take my kids. But now my aunt is a bit older and she's got her own grandchildren. So I'm really just trying to keep things like tightened up over here because I'm losing my adopted parents as the years go by. (laughs) Like for people listening that hasn't had kids remember. So she doesn't understand that when you have kids, you would never go away. Like, Oh my gosh. I can't believe that woman said that. Oh yeah. No. And I don't mean to like joke or be insensitive either. I mean, having babies is beautiful and not everybody can do it. So um, I just joke because I've never, ever wanted children. I love children. Children love me, but they do. They love you a lot. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a child magnet. Um, but thankfully just not for myself. I mean, I'm so, so much of a child. Right. Can you imagine if I had a child, we would cry together at night. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> you would figure it out. Yeah. Slowly, but surely. Um, but yeah, so basically like having a period should not take away from your sex life. That's basically what we're trying to say. Not everyone's going to be completely open to the idea 
But I guess that's when you like talk to your partner and see, like, it's kind of like anything in the sexual realm, people are going to be comfortable with it or they're not. Yeah. And I think even opening up the conversation to it could mean that if you or your partner were not comfortable, maybe you would even try experimenting. Yeah. You can try different things. Um, And even just like, if you're single, like if you're just like a girl, you know, on her own, like masturbation is great when you're on your period it can help alleviate cramps headaches make your cycle go quicker so you don't necessarily need a man to have sex on your period you can move things along yourself absolutely especially because if you're that turned on at that time of the month do it well and i find too like if your hormones are higher at that time your pheromones are probably letting off also Mm -hmm. that you you know, are more, what's the word day after time change. And my brain is super foggy. Um, but you know, you could, your partner can kind of tell when, yes, like you've talked about that, like scent thing before how like some guy couldn't stand the smell of them. And that's how you knew it wasn't like meant to be. I actually teach my clients that if you still like the smell of your partner, it's fixable. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I feel like the pheromones, like your own personal scent, right? Mm -hmm. It changes based on your hormones. Yep. And that's why they find that if women on birth control get into a relationship with somebody and love the smell of their partner and then stop taking their birth control, they don't like the smell of their partner anymore because it wasn't their natural pheromones and their natural biological smells. Yeah. We, I mean, we are similar to animals. Animals mate during certain times off of pheromones as well. It's kind of the same thing. It's totally the same thing. So you, the other thing that uh, I've been reading about lately is um, if you are in a heterosexual relationship and you're, as a woman, your pheromones or your sex hormones are high, your partner's penis head will actually be engorged. It actually responds, even if they're not turned on. If you can see that mushroom cap more than you normally can, that's a sign that it's responding to you. Huh. Pretty funny bodies, eh? Yeah, that's cool. I like how you call this a mushroom cap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me today, but now I can put pictures like those little... (laughs) Button mushrooms. Because <laughs> uh, it's Corona, right? We we learned that. Cool. But yeah. like right now, Corona has a bad rep. So we're going to go with mushroom. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, and of course, like with period sex, you want to make sure that you're like taking out, like if you wear tampons, don't try and have sex with a tampon. There's a lot of stuff like in the porn industry where they'll take like almost like those cotton, those squishy things like beauty blenders, but not a beauty blender. But they'll take those and like stuff themselves so like nothing comes out. Don't do anything you read online. Um, Porn stars do these things so they can make videos and they have doctors around. And maybe you need to just don't do what porn stars do. Yeah. Like just it, because you can Google like how to have sex on your period without mm-hmm. someone knowing. And I don't recommend that you try 
nine out of the 10 things that are on there. There are these little like disc things that you can buy um, that are safer that you can put in. But I've heard from the reviews on Amazon and I do know two people who have tried them. It doesn't, it's not foolproof. So there's a really, really solid chance that you might start without yeah. massacre, but it's not going to end without. Do you I know think, what I mean? Yeah, I think somebody actually in our post responded with that as well, that they tried something. Oh, yeah. I recently tried the Nixit cup from Mass Free Period Sex Experience unsuccessfully, dot, 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 unsuccessfully. Yeah. Like, and if you read the reviews on any of those products, like I went to Amazon, mm-hmm. um, it's hit and miss. I feel like all the reviews that are raving reviews are probably paid for. So if you're going to have period sex, just know that nine times out of 10, it's going to be messy. There's not yeah. much you can do to yep. avoid the mess. Put it on a towel and be done with it. I think the other thing about period sex is it's super primal. So you get to just be really in it. It's like primal. Like hot sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like animalistic. Well, yeah. And I guess if you're that vulnerable and you're both being that comfortable with everything, there's really not much else to be embarrassed about. Mm -mm, It's like the best sex. (laughs) Yeah. um. (laughs) (laughs) One thing because having your period changes the pH of your vagina or like the internal cavity that you are more susceptible to STIs. So if you are with somebody yes. who is not a long-term partner who you don't know is clean or safe, please use protection. Yes. Cause it also is like a, like any bodily fluid. We can yeah. also contract some pretty serious diseases, especially from like blood, semen, all the good stuff, all the juices. All the goody goods. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, have you tried period sex? Do you want to try it? Don't be offended either if your partner says, hell no. Like, hell to the no. But I also feel like, too, it's like circumstantial for some people. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think you really have to have that conversation, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I know a lot of women who use their period as like an out. Like, whew, I get the week off. People do use it as an excuse. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Meanwhile, they probably have like the the best sex and they'd stop avoiding sex after that. They just didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just like always kind of been a thing where people just assume that you shouldn't have sex when someone's on their period. Yep. But we're here to tell you that there's more pros than cons. Mm-hmm. Only real con is like the increase in potentially contracting a disease, which is obviously a huge thing. But if you're practicing sex the way we tell you to, by being safe, knowing your partner, getting tested, using protection, et cetera, et cetera, it's a very small risk and it's messy. Yes. That's all. I think that also, um, and we missed kind of a big important piece here is that religions have always said not to have sex during your period it they like it's even in the bible do not have sex with women on their menstruation um it says like there's a quote from leviticus 18 19 like 18 19 
you must not approach a woman in her menstrual impurity to have sexual intercourse with her. So instantly, like women were dirty when they were on their period. So staying away from women, this is something that's been from like the beginning of time. You don't have sex with women on periods because we're impure during, during that time. Yeah, I read here. If a man has sexual relations with a menstruating woman, he is not perceived as only unclean until evening, but for seven days later. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or even like whatever she lies on during her period is unclean and what she sits on is unclean. So like it was like this real thing that women were dirty, dirty when they were on their periods. Do you remember that thing called like the red tent? Yes. Yeah. I Like a lot of the people around the world, I see it quite often now, like the red tent circles. and Yeah. So essentially, if you don't know what the red tent is, there's like books and stuff written on it, but it's essentially from obviously like some, it's got something to do with religion, but there's this red tent and all the women in the village would basically, when you were menstruating, you'd be sent to this quote unquote red tent because you weren't good for anything. Um, men yeah. could use you, you could make babies at the time, you were considered dirty and unclean. So they would put all of the quote unquote dirty, unclean women who are menstruating in a tent and the women would bond and make bracelets and do crafts. And I mean, the women made the best of it, but like, holy shit, could you imagine you're like living your day and all of a sudden, you know, you got your period and they're like, all right, time for you to go to the red tent for, you know, five to seven days. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like they sent you to jail. Yep. You know, it's just, it was bizarre. And so a lot of women around the world hold like red tent meetings and it's not so much when you're just on your period, it's just to come together as like a woman's group. There's a lot more to it, I'm sure, than what I'm even touching on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, generally they would make women like retreat to this red tent and live out their cycles together right because you were dirty and so I think we have to take that into consideration I mean I feel like times have changed so much and that this isn't but that's where that dirty idea comes from right and so knowing that you're deconditioning a lot by having period sex also and when you're doing these things you get to heal it for generations like future generations yeah no I agree So yeah, we're not saying everybody has to do it, but if you want to do it, no shame, no judgment, just, you know, there's a lot of benefits. No one's going to die. Yeah. It's just something everyone's going to be open to. So you also have to respect that too. Mm -hmm. And that's where the conversation comes in, right? Being able to talk about it. This one here at Leviticus 2018 says, if a man lies with a woman in her infirmity and uncovers her nakedness, he has laid bare her flow and she has exposed her blood flow. Both of them shall be cut off from among their people. So at one point, it literally was like death because you were cut off from your communities. And so remembering that that is like still in our subconsciouses too, right? Our subconscious has carried those beliefs down through generations, generations, generations. So if you feel uncomfortable with period sex, maybe a little bit of generational work will help you too. just understand like what's underneath that all like why is it actually dirty because it's not dirty no it's just the way it goes right I mean yeah 
I mean, it's either that or a baby comes out nine months later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Find out what's behind it rather than just being like, that's dirty and disgusting. Like figure out why do you actually think that? And it's still fine to think that, but know why you believe that. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone who has like a phobia of blood in general, it's probably not something I'd recommend. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. One of those people who faint when someone cuts their finger. It's Mm -hmm. probably not for you. Um, but yeah, even just as women, like young women, it takes a while for us to get used to the idea that we do menstruate. And Mm -hmm. for some young girls, it's very scary when it comes, not every young girl is talked to about their period before their period comes. So it can be kind of traumatic even for women as well in the beginning. Um, we just have a lot of time to live with it and get comfortable with it. So it's time that like our male counterparts, maybe try and be a little more understanding and a little less standoffish to the fact that like, yes, we do bleed five to seven days out of the month. And we are not impure because we bleed. No, definitely not. And we're not telling you to like change your religion either. We're just telling you to maybe like, look at the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, but I think you made a very valid point. It's like when we're younger, we're not necessarily having period sex, right? Like that is something that you wrap your head around and it does like one of those things that probably just does happen in the heat of the moment. And then you're like, Oh wait, it's not actually that bad. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. I didn't die. I didn't go to hell and we cleaned up the mess. So it's all good. Yeah. So you got to keep black towels for. <laughs> yep. Dark towels are key. Yes. Well, I mean, it just, if you're like one of those people who are like icked out by like visual things, the black is probably better than white. That's all we're saying. Absolutely. And then if it's stained, it's not a big deal. You never know. Yeah. And never see it again. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. But yeah, all in a nutshell, like sex is sex, period, no period. It's up to you, your preference, how you yeah. like it, where you want it, how you want it. I mean, if there's, messier ways to have sex than just period sex so oh yeah absolutely the only thing that should be clean about sex is you before it <laughs> like that <laughs> every once in a while I have a good one-liner I feel like we need to write that one down I know I already forgot what I said though like I said daylight savings time caffeine <laughs> Daylight savings time is brutal. Definitely, I will have to go back. I always re-listen to the podcast, anyways, just because I find them hilarious, Um, and I'm a little bit into myself sometimes, so I really don't mind hearing my own voice back. (laughs) Actually, a good thing that you like to listen to your own voice. Yeah, I mean, it's not the way I hear it in my head, so I kind of feel like I'm listening to somebody else. Um, But it's also nice to just kind of like observe yourself in like a third person and when we're chatting here I'm like chatting with you and yeah. looking at things so it's nice to kind of go back and see how many times I said um that you couldn't get rid of out of the podcast <laughs> get rid of a bunch <laughs> <laughs> I know but Kate's whole editing job is probably just getting rid of my ums and butts and hums and you know ums and likes yeah and all the times I cut her off I do that a lot too you do so. get rid of that and I say right all the time. So I get rid of my rights. I get rid of your ums and likes. 
it's it's a joint thing. It's not just you. We both have our thing that we say a lot. And so I just cut all that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) I know we go from like 60 minutes to 45 (laughs) when you take out all the little bumps along the way. No. Anyways. Oh yeah. We definitely have, um, like weird brains this morning from time change. It's amazing how it affects you so badly. It's honestly like not fair. It's archaic. Like I feel like they used to do it just for farmers or like electricity. Like we didn't have electricity. So we didn't have lights. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. Yeah. It's like, we got lights now. Fingers crossed though. This is the last time we never have to do it again. Oh, I hope so. Like, I think us, and there's one other country that does daylight savings. I no. It's Costa Rica. Or a the lot Dominican. of Europe still does it. Huh? A lot of Europe still does it, too. Yeah. But I just, I remember being away once during a time change. And I don't know if it was, like, it times changed here mm. or time changed where I was. But we were so concerned we were going to miss our flight. We ended up there so damn early because we were like, we actually have no idea what fucking time it is. Like, I don't know what time it is here now. I don't know what time it is back home now. And this was before like iPhones. Right. (laughs) Like, I feel like we had just like the phones with like snakes on them. Like I did have a phone, but it wasn't like utilized the way I use a phone today. You mean it didn't update for you and tell you exactly what time it was, where you were at that exact moment? Well, no. And I feel like at this time, like when we traveled and this happened, there wasn't mm-hmm. Wi-Fi everywhere. Like yeah. now we go to like Mexico and they don't have Wi-Fi on the beach. You're like what the fuck? Like how am I going to use my phone? But before it was actually normal to have to go to the lobby or go to like a computer room on the resort and hope that the Wi-Fi was good enough that you could send an email. <laughs> I forgot about the computer room. Right? Like I remember having to like internet cafes sometimes too, because like not even all the hotels had them. So you'd have to go to like a designated location somewhere in the town to the internet cafe and pay your however much for your 10 minutes of being able to check your emails. Oh yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Even trying to make a phone call. I remember I was like 20 something young 20 in Cuba and obviously like, my cell phone didn't work in Cuba. It was like a cheap little Nokia with the snake on it, you know, couldn't text, no keyboard. And freaking, I think it cost me like $3 and 50 cents, like every 20 seconds. Oh, it was crazy. My mom and be like, I'm alive. I'm alive. Okay. Bye. Click. Like, so yeah, we've come a long way in terms of technology and things. We need to like kick this daylight savings time to the curb. Yeah. So we're not exhausted and our children are not bubbling, crying, sobbing messes. Yes. And you also need to be careful on the road this week because apparently the time change causes like something like a 27% increase in car accidents. Yeah. Which I can totally understand because it was so funny. Yesterday I was driving home from work and I don't know why my car did this, but all of a sudden it beeped and it was like, you should take a break. And there was this little coffee cup and I've never seen it before in my life. So I Googled it when I got home and it says that like, if you're driving, like you're tired, like these newer cars will pick it up and they'll tell you to take a break. That's amazing. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't even realize I was that tired for my car to be like, go grab coffee. (laughs) Maybe you should pull over. So yeah, I think the 
the evidence is real. Hopefully people liked our babbling, ridiculous, time change conversation about period sex anyways, even though we feel the group heads are not attached. Period sex and time change. What a joy. What a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So yeah, next week, I'm not sure what we're going to talk to you about. I feel like we might know already. It doesn't matter. They don't need to know. They just have to stay tuned. I, I think I'm like at the point in the conversation where I'm like, so Kate, what are we going to do next week? And normally we do this when you guys are gone. <laughs> but anyways, you know, we'll be back next week with something taboo and exciting. And hopefully mm-hmm. you will be much more rested. The coffee will have kicked in. Yes. We can deliver you some. Uh, I was looking for a really good word, some extraordinary content for next week. <laughs> and if you guys have any ideas, make sure you comment on our Twitter, our Instagram, or in our Facebook group about things that you'd like to hear about that are out of the box that you would love to know how to have conversations about or know more about, because that's what we are about is helping you have those easy conversations and to bring things into the light. Maybe you're in the dark. Amen, sister. Amen. But yeah. We hope you all have a fabulous rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye now.